The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, it's the latest diet that everybody's talking about, the ketogenic diet. And we're ready to dive into the second half of this two-part series. So listen up and prepare to learn the latest. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town. But first up, Mark Sisson is the founder of Primal Kitchen Foods and the author of the number one best-selling health food book on Amazon.com, The Keto Reset Diet. As well as the Primal Blueprint Cookbook and the top-rated health and fitness blog, Mark's DailyApple.com. And we welcome him to the Mother's Market Radio Show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. Why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to the show's topic? Well, uh, my mission is simply to change the way the world eats. (laughs) Um, More specifically, um, I've been delving into the science of nutrition for 30 years and have had uh, some insights over those years into how we can use food to alter our health, how we can manipulate gene expression, if you will, um, to create strong, lean, fit, happy, healthy, productive bodies, as opposed to decrepit, declining, um, low-energy, depressed bodies. So the the mission has been one of educating, first and foremost. So I have a website, Mark's Daily Apple, that's been around for over 11 years now. And on that website, I, I talk about all the things that I've discovered in the in the world of science and in the research. Um, these hidden genetic switches that we all have that we can access uh, through choices that we make, behavioral choices, the types of food we eat, the amount of sleep we get, the amount of sun exposure we get, the amount of play that we allow ourselves to have. And all these things affect how our genes express themselves and how our genes basically rebuild, renew, regenerate, recreate us on a day-to-day basis. So in the last several years, as I've gotten more and more into the science of food, I realize that um, people are, you know, people want to enjoy what they eat. They want to have great tasting meals and they want to, you know, food is one of the great pleasures of life. Uh, And the idea that we would have to um, consider sacrificing and all this discipline and all this, you know, negative uh, connotation and context that goes with dieting or trying to eat right just didn't sit well with me. And so I created a line of products uh, sauces, dressings, toppings, and things like that that you could put on otherwise healthy but sometimes bland food to make it taste really good. So, Mark, what is your advice for someone wanting to try a keto diet? Well, um, I think my, the reason I wrote the book, The Keto Reset Diet, is because I saw enough people who were interested in, in attempting uh, eating keto uh, but were failing because they didn't have the prior knowledge uh, or the guidance that I felt I could offer. Now, for example, in the old days, there was the Atkins diet, and it was pretty popular at one time, but it's, a, it's, a, it is a, it's an assault on the human metabolism, man. It's like you have to, with Atkins, you know, you, you got down to 20 grams of protein a day pretty quickly. And so a lot of people got what we call the keto flu, Now, when you understand the science of what's happening here and you understand that you're taking a person who's spent their entire life eating lots of carbohydrates and depending on carbohydrates to create glucose to fuel the muscles, to fuel the brain, um, to fuel the blood cells, everything, 
And, um, and now all of a sudden you're withholding glucose because you want to go keto, right? So you withhold carbohydrates, you withhold glucose. Now the brain goes, hey, dude, where's my glucose? I've been depending on a regular supply of glucose to, to be cognizant and productive and clear thinking uh, for the last several decades, and all of a sudden you're withholding this from me. What's going on? Well, in the first couple of days, uh, the, the, the body hasn't, gotten, hasn't had the chance to start to build the metabolic machinery to burn ketones or to burn fat more efficiently. It takes a couple of days of doing this. It takes a couple of weeks of doing this. Uh, and so in those first couple of days, you're, head, you're groggy because you have literally, literally low blood sugar. You don't have enough glucose in your bloodstream. But you haven't yet built the metabolic machinery. Even though your body is making ketones, your liver gets the signal and it says, geez, we better start making ketones so we can use this alternative fuel. But because you haven't built the metabolic machinery to burn the ketones, you pee them out. And so people report, you know, ketone breath. The first, you know, this, that, that I, you probably... Smell it on people. It smells like oysters, rotten apples, or whatever you want to call it. Ketone breath. This is a sugar burner who hasn't eaten for a couple of meals. Um, they haven't. They don't have the metabolic machinery to burn the ketones, so they spill them out in in their urine or in their sweat or in their breath. Now that's, you know, in the context of evolution, that's very wasteful. But in the context of wanting to lose weight, you're getting rid of calories that way. So I guess there's some some element to that. But the the, the problem and the point was that it's so uncomfortable for a lot of people to feel that way for a couple of days, they give up, okay? So with the Keto Reset Diet, my first thing was, okay, how can I make this process of adapting to becoming good at burning fat, making ketones and using those ketones for fuel, how can I make that process pleasurable, enjoyable, um, certainly not painful? And so we have a way of stair-stepping stair people for the first three weeks the first three weeks is really just about eliminating the crap in your diet, eliminating the processed grains, the sugars, uh, the candies, the sweets, the cakes, the pies, the cookies, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, certainly getting rid of the industrial seed oils, so no soybean oil, corn oil, uh, canola oil, any of those nasty oils, and replacing them with healthy fats and things like that. Um, at the end of three weeks, we, we have a midterm exam in the book, and it's basically how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Do you have enough energy that you can go a couple of hours without eating breakfast? That's great. That means you're starting to burn fat. Can you go to the gym and do a workout without having to eat before or after? That's great. That means you're starting to burn fat. If you can't do it yet, then you're not ready because you're not in a fat-burning uh, capacity quite yet. You haven't built that metabolic machinery. Some people it's going to take more than three weeks. Some people do it in a week or two. But we, but we want it to be to the point where you understand the science behind what's happening so you don't just go, well, I tried it and I felt like crap and so I bailed, right? So we want people to, to understand that you are giving, by withholding carbohydrates uh, strategically, you're sending signals to your, to your genes to make more mitochondria. You're sending signals to your genes to upregulate enzyme systems that take fat out of storage and send it to the mitochondria. You're, you're, these, and these, this is a signaling thing, and it takes place not instantly. It takes place over a period of days or weeks. So if you can get through the first two or three weeks, m virtually everyone goes, wow, at the other end of that, I, was, I had more mental clarity, more energy. I was never hungry or ravenous. I mean, I felt like I needed to eat every once in a while, but I didn't have that ravenous appetite. And so that's the, you know, that's the best way, I think, to... To, to get into keto is to get my book, The Keto Reset Diet, and then start. 
You make it sound so easy. Uh, okay, so let's dive into this. And what are some of your favorite meals? So my, well, here's, here's what's really interesting. My favorite meal is what I call a big-ass salad. All right, it's a giant salad that I have pretty much every day of my life. Now, that salad has, you know, lettuce, mixed greens, cucumber, radish, celery, whatever, you know, peppers, um, whatever's in the house that I feel would make a nice, crunchy, uh, high uh, micronutrient value meal. On that salad, I put some form of protein. So I might put a um, piece of salmon, some tuna, some leftover chicken from the night before, maybe leftover steak from the night before, but I typically have 25 to 30 grams of protein on that salad. And then I put on one of my primal kitchen dressings, uh, which are made with avocado oil, which is the healthiest of all the oils, and some functional ingredients. So the Greek dressing, for instance, has oregano oil in it, oil of oregano. Um, and I douse that salad with it intentionally, uh, and that becomes my favorite meal of the day. So, you know, and, and one of the things about salads is I think most people their whole lives, they've looked at salads as kind of this um, yin-yang meal where I've got all these wonderful ingredients, but I can't put the stuff on it that makes it taste good. I, can't, I have to be very careful and use the dressing sparingly because theoretically dressing is bad for me. So I made a dressing that's good for you. I made a dressing for me. I made it for me. I'm letting everybody else use it. But I made a dressing that the more you put on the salad, A, the better it tastes up to a point. I mean, don't make lettuce soup out of it, right? But the, more, the better it tastes up to a point, um, and the more functionality the meal is getting, it's getting healthy fats in the form of the monounsaturated fats from the avocado oil. It's getting the benefits of the herbs and the spices and the, and the flavorings that are in the dressing. So, and, and I have currently 11 different flavors of dressing. So I can have that salad change its, its texture and its flavor and its mouthfeel every single day and still get my salad without it being boring. It's like I still look forward to having a salad as my favorite meal of the day, every day. Um, so that's my favorite meal. But then uh, some of my other favorite meals are, like I love lamb chops. I mean, whenever I go to a, a, a out for dinner, I'll probably order lamb chops half the time just because it's one of my, one of my favorite meals. Um, I love Brussels sprouts. I uh, love broccoli that's been grilled in um, avocado oil. Um, I have, you know, a number of um, chicken recipes in, in the cookbook that I love. Um, you know, pecan-crusted mahi-mahi. I mean, I've got... Look, the, the thing about keto meals is that they are high in fat, moderate in protein, and low in carb. And if you come from a world where you were fat-phobic your whole life and you said, well, I can't eat that because that's, you know, it's too much fat, well, welcome over to our... Welcome to our team where pretty much everything tastes great because of the healthy fats because of the protein, because of the herbs and the spices. So you could, I mean, I have it happen all the time where I'll have a dinner party and I'll have somebody come over who, you know, isn't keto or isn't, isn't paleo, and we'll make a paleo meal or a keto meal, and they'll go, oh, my God, this is the best meal I've ever had. And then, of course, my comment is, oh, by the way, it's very healthy for you. It's very good for you. Uh, and you could eat this way all the time if you ate like me. So um, I have, uh, those are a couple of my favorite foods, but my main rule is I never put a bite of anything into my mouth that doesn't taste awesome. So I don't eat health food just because somebody said, well, it's healthy, you should try this dry kale salad or this, you know, whatever. No, it's not interested. It's got to be, it's got to be, 
crunchy, salty, fatty, whatever. It's got to taste great. It's got to have that mouthfeel. It's got to have that appeal. It's got to have that satiety. And every bite of food I eat, I enjoy. The other side of that equation is I know when to stop eating. So because of my the training that the keto has given me and because of my uh, being in touch with my uh, my not just my taste buds and my satiety, but being in touch with my emotions. I'm not an emotional eater. I don't, I, I don't overeat just to, you know, to dull some pain. I eat to enjoy it. It's a hedonistic pleasure for me, and I know when to stop because I know there's going to be food whenever I want another bite of food, you know. I totally hear you. So, Mark, what do you think about the trend of making comfort food healthy again? Well, you know, I, I mean, I'm all for people uh, having comfort foods that are healthy, but the, the definition of healthy um, now straddles, a, a, you know, quite a, quite a vast chasm of, of concepts. For instance, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the paleo world a lot, and I see people offering up paleo desserts. Well, these are desserts that are paleo by definition because perhaps they don't have uh, gluten in them, or they don't have dairy in them, or they don't have processed sucrose or, you know, table sugar in them. Um, but they still have uh, certain types of refined flours. They, they still have, which are fine, they still have certain types of date, you know, like might have date sugar, which is sort of an approved sweetener. But you look at the Nutrition Facts panel and there's like 50 grams of carbs in this otherwise theoretically healthy, you know, uh, part of your meal. And by the way, dessert is just, I never got dessert actually because it's like the meal you have after you just ate a meal. Um, there's so many, so much of dessert is just extra calories and sugar. It's like, okay, you just sort of ruined your best efforts at eating well by having, having dessert. So I see a lot of these, you know, gluten-free this and that, and uh, you know, low, low sugar. Now lots of things are being made with sugar alcohols, and you know, the, the, these manufacturers are giving their best efforts to try and create healthier alternatives but if you're if you're cutting the sugar then you have to really be cognizant of the labels and read the labels and see how much sugar is actually in what you're what you're consuming or how much in the way of carbohydrate is in there because if you're trying to cut carbs and you're trying to do it with uh, you know gluten-free pizza for instance well you've cut the gluten but you haven't cut the carbs really in, in many cases that's a good point um, how do you find a balanced diet with keto Oh, well, you know, that, I think that question assumes that there's some uh, inherent imbalance in a keto diet. And when I talked to you earlier about eating a salad with, uh, with every, you know, every day pretty much, um, most people who have heard about keto would say, well, wait a minute, salad can't be keto because there's too many carbs in all, of the, in all the vegetables there. But if you look at that giant bowl of salad that I have, there might be 17, 18 total grams of carbs, net, what we call net carbs, in that entire salad. And, and most of those are, they're in a low glycemic, you know, they're locked in a fibrous matrix with the, with the, with the vegetable that's containing that carb. Uh, I have, I probably eat more broccoli than most vegetarians as a keto guy, but three servings of broccoli might have eight grams of carbs in it. So as long as I don't eat breads and pastas and cereals and, and all that other high-carb stuff throughout the day, I can have literally all the vegetables I want on my keto eating strategy and not interfere with, with my fat burning. At the same time, 
in eating those vegetables, I'm getting the micronutrients that a lot of people who, who attempt keto and only think it's, that keto is meat and cheese and, and fats, um, they're not getting those micronutrients. So I'm, I'm aware that I want to get the micronutrients that you get from, from vegetables, from plant, from, from, uh, plant sources. Um, so that's the, the, the major element of the micronutrition. The other as aspect of the vegetables is that they provide a source of fiber. Fiber is important. I'm, if I'm keto, I still want my gut biome, I want those healthy bacteria in my gut to have a substrate that they can use to thrive and create short-chain fatty acids and, and neurotransmitter precursors and all the things that these 3,500 strains of bacteria in my gut do. I want to nourish them as well. And you can't, you can't do that as well if you don't have some form of vegetable fiber um, in your gut. Because the other, historically, the source of fiber people have looked to is like bran fiber and things like that. Well, now we're talking about refined grains again. So you don't want to be, you don't want to be engaged in that, uh, you know, in that, in that debate about how much bran fiber fiber you should be having. Well, this is all great, very interesting information. And right now we need to take a quick break. More in just a moment with Mark Sisson. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with Her Life Stages. The first of its kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. And welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you've missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to the past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Primal Kitchen's Mark Sisson. And we're talking about the keto diet. A lot of buzz about this. And so, Mark, in 2015, you launched Primal Kitchen, which makes a line of condiments with avocado oil. How do your products fit into the keto and the low-carb lifestyle? They fit perfectly. Um, this is, um, I, I think it's a happy coincidence that while I was launching the, uh, the condiment line and the salad dressing line uh, with the intent of making healthy, sauces, dressings, and toppings, and things that people could put on food to enhance the flavor and the functionality of otherwise, otherwise healthy but sometimes bland foods. Um, it was right about the time that I was really deep diving into this keto, and it turns out that virtually all the products that I make are perfect for a keto diet. So this big salad that I have every day, which I douse with one of my dressings, the dressings, I literally design them to be keto. Now, you don't have to be keto to use the dressings. I mean, these are great-tasting salad dressings that, across the board, everyone who tries them loves them, and they're healthy. Um, I make uh, a mayonnaise that's made with avocado oil and organic eggs. 
uh, an organic vinegar from non-GMO beets and a little bit of sea salt uh, and some rosemary extract. It's a great tasting mayonnaise. It's very healthy. Um, I made it so that you could put it on burgers and you could put it, you, you, now you can make chicken salad, tuna salad, egg salad uh, with a healthy mayonnaise that you couldn't otherwise, before you couldn't do it because the, the, the typical store varieties of mayonnaise up to now have been pretty substandard in my, in my estimation. And so a lot of people who are really interested in cutting out the canola, the soybean, um, and not making their own mayonnaise, by the way, just stopped making chicken salad, stopped making uh, tuna salad, um, uh, uh, egg salad, uh, coleslaw. So now that we've reintroduced these or introduced this whole new way of, of uh, using mayonnaise as a flavor enhancer, now, again, the variety, the options available to people who want to be keto have become, um, you know, I would say almost infinite. So, Mark, as a former endurance athlete, how do you stay competitive, or what do you do now for fitness to de-stress? Yeah, well, um, I, I, I work out in the gym a little bit, not as much as um, some people would maybe think because I try to play as much as I can. So I do a lot of stand-up paddling, and I think that's the best workout I've ever encountered. So I'll go for an hour, hour and a half sometimes, uh, I try to go alone because it's also a meditative time for me. Um, but stand-up paddling works shoulders, core, um, you know, lower back, mid-back, uh, even legs to a certain extent. Um, I do some snowboarding when I, when I get a chance, although now that I've moved to Miami, it's tough to find, find a mountain nearby. Um, and um, I play ultimate frisbee, and ultimate's like the, one of the greatest games ever invented. So I try to play at least once a week with, um, with a much younger crowd and try to keep up with them on those long sprints to the end zone. So between uh, you know, all of those various events, I get a, a wide range of activities, a wide range of motion. And then two days a week, I'll be in the gym and I'll just lift you know, more to prevent injuries than to you know, bodybuild or anything like that. I do a lot of uh, bodyweight exercises. So I do push-ups, pull-ups, dips, lunges, squats, you know, things like that. That's some good stuff. So why is it important for us to do different exercises to trick our body? Well, I mean, I want to do a wide range of motion as much as possible. So I, like, I don't do uh, bicep curls. Um, I do, you know, uh, wide grip pull-ups because that uses a much, a much broader range of, of muscles and uh, is more functional than an isolated machine, for instance. Uh, I try to do, um, I might do squats, uh, you know, or, or, um, hex bar deadlifts once every 10 days just because I want to get some of that core work and that, uh, you know, that, that big muscles of my uh, lower body involved. So I, I, I mix up my workouts um, and, and I sometimes show up at the gym with no plan at all. Just, okay, what do I feel like doing today? Okay, here's what I'll do. Um, but I also leave the gym um, long before most, most people would leave the gym. I'm usually done in 35 minutes and that includes some chit-chat too. Um, you know, a lot of people go to the gym and they're there for two hours and they got this, you know, they, they'll do three sets of 25 different things. That's not me. I'm trying to get out of the gym as, as, as quickly as possible and get out to outside and play, you know, to hike, to swim, to stand up paddle, to throw a Frisbee, to do whatever that is. So, Mark, what's on the horizon? What's next for your next book or health advice for the health and wellness community? Well, so the next book, uh, my wife and I are noodling around the idea of doing a couple's anti-aging book. She's 62. She won't mind my saying that. And I'm 65. And uh, I think we, you know, we, 
we're sort of a good example of uh, what's possible if you make some of the right choices. Um, in terms of the product horizon, continually uh, increasing the number of uh, offerings that we have with Primal Kitchen Foods. So we're up to 11 salad dressings now. We've got uh, garlic aioli mayo in addition to our chipotle lime mayo, in addition to our regular mayo. We've got an egg-free mayo that's just come out recently. Uh, we've got some more flavors of bars. Uh, collagen, we, we could do a whole show on collagen supplementation. I'm a big fan of collagen, and so we have a number of collagen powders uh, and collagen bars to support the uh, structure and function of healthy tendons and ligaments and connective tissue and all the stuff that can go wrong with an old guy. Uh, so I'm, I'm very aware of supplementing my, my diet with collagen. So we've got a lot of that going on. And I just, again, my, as I said in the first show, my goal is to change the way the world eats. Well, that is a good goal to have. So if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners, what would that be? Um, I think you eat too much. And I think you should try maybe cutting back on sugar as your first, as, as the first stage in cutting back on all the, of the calories that you take in. And get your book and start. And get my book, for sure, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but I've just found over, over time that we, that we try to get away with eating a lot more than we probably should. So. Well, that is great advice, and I need to be the first one in line to take your advice. So thank you so very much for your time, Mark, and some great advice. And again, we really appreciate your knowledge, and we look forward to having you on again. In the meantime, get more information on Mark, and the website is primalkitchen.com. Learn more and maybe pick up that book. We look forward to your next visit. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.